Hello and welcome to the Zwift, the SBS podcast. As the days get longer, I'm looking forward to riding the roads again, but I couldn't be happier with the work I've put in on Zwift over the winter to keep in shape. Having completed so many of their Fun is Fast event series, I know that when I venture back out onto the road again, I'm ready to climb mountains, push through fondos, and speed through intervals. And the workouts, they're all still available. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com. Ride on. Bonjour, bonjour, buenas tardes, and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central uh, podcast. Before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, uh, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I'm getting into the groove. I'm good, yeah. thanks. We're on the stage do you five. Like, do you like my Paris-Roubaix t-shirt? Cobble. Not bad. You're about two months too early, uh, which is bizarre to say that. Never too early for Paris Roubaix. It's weird to say that, isn't it? Ah, uh, no, but I like it's it. Still coming, but uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. good Volta so far. It's uh, interesting today because some breaking news to start with. You see it at the bottom of the screen. Sarah Gigante just signed a new contract for Movistar. Damn. This is a great news for Sarah. What we of love the press. her. What of the price? It was about ten minutes ago being revealed. Damn. Um, so, what do you make of that moose, Maka? Here's the it's, tweet, actually. I'm bringing the tweet up. Yeah, it's huge news. It is huge news. Uh, number of reasons. And it's it's interesting, actually, that it's Movistar because Matty Keenan and I were chatting in the commentary the other night. Yeah. We're talking about the team, Movistar. And actually, I think we've even chatted with Gracie. Yeah, we did. Alvin, we did. On, yeah. on, I'm getting confused <laughs> where the discussion was, but... We're talking about the makeup of Movistar, the men's team predominantly, yeah. and I've been critical of them in the past saying, you know, they, they need a bit of a refresh and Valverde's coming towards the end of his career, but he's hanging around, he's not going anywhere, their tactics are outdated. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, Matty talked about, I think it's the son of the, the owner of the team. Yes. Who has had some big influence in recent years. And I've met him a couple of times at the two. He speaks mm-hmm. excellent English and he, and he sort of operates a few different roles. He's had a big influence on the women's team, and Annemiek van Vluten, of yep. course, has spent her first. And, and year actually, there. Let, let's focus just one second. We'll talk about the Vuelta in, in a minute, but yep. let's focus on, on the impact Annemiek van Vluten had on the movie Star team, because all of a sudden they started winning. Yep, they started winning races, and then they're starting to look very good for the the, the future of the women. And we know, we know the effect that she had at the bike exchange yep. team. And, and, you know, talking to Spratty and some of the other women who were there saying how much of a pro she was and what they learnt from her. Enter Movistar, not just Anamik winning. There's yeah. other riders on yeah. that squad winning. And now they signed Sarah Gigante. This is, and this is massive kudos. Just in the context of professional cycling, it is massive kudos to Movistar. Yeah. Not, not so much for signing Sarah. That, yeah, fantastic. But the fact that a Spanish team that has predominantly been about the male side of cycling, and I'm talking about the country itself, but in recent years, Movistar have taken a real lead, a real lead. And about two seasons ago, when they did the the start of the season launch of the team, it wasn't the men's Movistar team and the women's Movistar team. It was Team Movistar. Yep. And they rolled them all out, all together, at the same launch. I thought it was brilliant. No, absolutely. And this is this is a big news for Australian cycling, yeah. of course. Maybe a slight question. Why is she not going to Back Exchange? Or are we expecting too much of a team like Back Exchange? They are a global team. Are we expecting them to do too much for Australian cycling? Or should they? Uh, What's the answer on this? Look, it's a good question. And and it's a, it's a valid question because 
if you don't ask it, someone else will, and and, and fans will yep. say, oh, you know, that that's our Aussie team. Shouldn't she be, or shouldn't they be grabbing her? It's like Richie Port never rode for Team Bike Exchange, yep. never rode for Orica. He he'd sort of already been on his path. Yes, the team was around before Sarah has entered the pro ranks. Um, look, she's on her own path, and she is on a trajectory, I think, to greatness. Yep, and I. I hate to say that before it happens with athletes when they're so young because you don't want to jinx them, you don't want to put the pressure on them. But the hell with it. But you know what? She's, way, in a she's way. a star already, uh, and we know we're talking about her because because of I think yeah what she's got under the bonnet. You know. But but my question is around: we know there's the Tour de France for women coming up. Yep. Should a team like Bike Exchange try to bulk up the team? bit more around... I'd, I'd, I would have loved to have seen yeah. them sign her. I would have loved to have seen them sign her, and I think they need to start planning for the future mm -hmm. um, beyond Amanda Spratt. Amanda Spratt is not done by any means, nope. but they need to start planning for the future, yep. and Sarah absolutely could have been... And look, you know, all of this, we have just got this news now. Yeah. For all we know, she may have had discussions with Bike mm -hmm. Exchange, and it just might not have been the fit. We don't know. Do you know what? Two things. One, you, the public, let us know what you think. The comment box is somewhere here below. Uh, please, you know, let us know your thoughts because this is going to be something we will coming back uh, to uh, throughout the, the program if uh, we have some of your comments. So we're very pleased to bring those comments uh, to the screen. And also, uh, no doubt, we'll talk to Sarah at some point. Sarah is a good friend of this program. I know she listens and she watches most of the time. Well, uh, we're, so we're lying. We just we just heckle her until she agrees to <laughs> talk on. to us. Come on. Come on, Sarah. Where are you? News. It's, that is great uh, It's news. absolutely brilliant yeah, it's news for, for Australian cycling. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about the Vuelta oh, change gears so yeah. yes absolutely uh, you know what actually change gears very good comment uh, because let's do a recap let's do a recap of the Vuelta so far okay. yeah. right, let's do a recap with our resident our very own Belinda g'day Christophe and Maca well the Vuelta it's on the road and I'm going to try and recap it all for you stage one started with an individual time trial that's right the race to get your car at the front of the queue lander he was a little bit too tranquil though rocking up to work with only a few seconds to spare kind of like i do after staying up all night watching the racing whoops aaron Buru, he was sweating in the hot seat it wasn't the only thing that was hot 37 degrees out there riders were melting he was waiting until roglic snuffed out his chances roglic taking the win and the red jersey stage two it's a sprint stage it's still a hot one so those domestics they're on bottle duty of course this is why i'm not a pro rider it's the only reason of course but fans on the side of the road they were trying to cause crosswinds but it wasn't to be that's not to say the peloton wasn't nervous oh boy they every time the road changed they were on the gas it was go and then they'd stop then they'd go again and they'd stop again then they'd go again until they caught the break now we're coming into the sprint we've got Jakobsen, Philipson, Matthews who's going to take the win it is Philipson. and you think the action is over at that point no this brings us to our biff tiff of the week let me recap it for you between Jakobsen and Philipson, you were in my train no, I wasn't. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Very, very polite. Not quite the hot-blooded sprint action. Anyway, on to stage three. And because we are at Welter, we don't have to wait for mountains. That's right. You want short and sweet? I've got long and steep. 
eight riders in the breakaway, including Kenny Ellison, Joe Dombrowski for UAE. We've got Lillian Carmajan and Rain Tarame. He breaks off the front of that breakaway and takes the win. First win at the Welter in 10 years Also, he reigns supreme in the red jersey just one pun i promise meanwhile back in gc land sep course he's lost the king of the mountains jersey and roglic he's isolated yikes but hey he's not having the best day carapaz he's off the back that kind of solves ineos's contender problem only two left ineos movie star they're up to their normal tricks mass he puts in an attack and Lopez chases him down. Never change, Moby Star. Meanwhile, Roglic, he's lost the red jersey. Now, if you like me, Roglic, just check down the back of the washing machine. I reckon you'll find it in a couple of days. Stage four. We are sprinting again into Marche Wanti. They are proud as punch on the front of the peloton, controlling their break. Oh, but their leader, Rain Tarame, crashes in the red jersey. He's okay. He's in the 3K mark, so he gets back up. Okay, we're coming into the sprint finale. And is it going to be a fairy tale win with Fabio Jakobsen? It is! Yes! His first Grand Tour win since his horrible crash a year ago. Yay! Right, we've lost two riders so far, Catapult and Frison. Frison, he didn't go home because of those post-stage shower interviews with Lotta Sedal, but I wouldn't blame him if he did. Mm. Right, what's coming up next? Stage five. There's a straight section finally in this race, and I am hoping for echelons. Come on, Matthews, you can do it after that. The map tells us we are heading to the mountains and I'm hoping Aru gets a pre-retirement bonus. What do you reckon, Gristoff and Maka? I'm not sure if Aru is going to get a oh, bonus I, No, I'm with you. I'm with you, Belinda. I want, uh, I'd love to see Aru. Yeah. You know what? And you know the cool thing, which I think we showed on stage one, it's the first interview I've ever heard and the first time I've heard him speak in English, Aru. Are you sure? Yes. Prior to that, no. I've, okay. I tried to interview him at yeah. the tour a few times. Very limited, and he, he obviously wasn't confident, but because he's been with uh, Quebec Assos, yeah. um, English-speaking team. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'd love to see him. But yeah. also, we just praised the, the movie star, and then here goes Belinda. She slams Oh, you boom. slammed him. Yeah. Boom, boom. Well, that's what we're talking about, outdated <laughs> tactics. Chasing down your teammates yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> Absolutely. We're getting some comments, actually, about the, the move for uh, Sarah Gigante to movie star. Keep them coming. Here are some. Uh, let's talk about the stage, therefore, yesterday. Let's go back to what uh, Belinda just said mm. and uh, the, what we've just seen yesterday. Uh, Jakobson. Yeah. I mean, he's a popular winner. He has to be because we know everything that has happened. For the obvious uh, reasons. For the yeah, obvious yeah. reasons. Last year, Tour of Poland, we're not going to come back to it. But yes, he had a massive crash. And yes, he, he had a very rough time. And it's so good to see him. But uh, it's not just us or you that are happy to see him. All the riders were, in that case, yesterday, very happy for him to win. Let's look. have a look. So 
So very popular uh, winner. Uh, you you commentating on that uh, yeah. on that stage yesterday. Uh, what did you make of the of the whole stage and him as a winner? Uh, well, firstly, the, the first takeaway I get from that is the real raw emotion for him. He's moved on, as in he had two victories prior to the Vuelta, smaller yeah. a smaller race. But in terms of that emotional sort of um, build-up to getting his first big win, you can see there there's no tears. There's no, wow, I've made this massive yeah. comeback from a year ago. And, you know, again, uh, you know, such a, such a, an incredible return to pro cycling. He's moved on. Yeah. He's now businesslike. He, he talks about it, but he's businesslike. And he's like, this is where I was. This is where I was before my crash. So I'm back to where I was. Okay. And now he's aiming for bigger and better. And so I love it. I, I think it's great. And this guy is a superstar. And, yeah. and the congratulations from uh, Matei Trentin. And there was a few others there that our, our, I think another camera grabbed. It's just nice. It's yeah. just nice that he's getting the respect from the peloton. And also, he grabs the green jersey. So the points or sprinter jersey as well, which is nice for him as well to just go back. And knowing the... Uh, the, the kudos that this team has. When yeah. you look at where he's from, he, he is in the Dukunik quick step. They are used to win. They are used to... I mean, let's face it, they got the green with Mark Cavendish at the Tour de France and they make a big thing out of it. So him having the green here at the Vuelta, it's actually massive. It's massive. And, and, and just to sort of look the crystal ball, look down the road, he's here to stay. Yeah. As in, Michael Matthews may withdraw in preparation for the world champs. A couple of other sprinters might mm -hmm. do the same or similar type riders. Uh, Jakobsen, he will go, he will, he will attempt to finish the Vuelta and therefore he's going to be a serious challenger yep. to take that green jersey. Let's listen to uh, Fabio Jakobsen. He is actually in green. You might be even stronger than you were before. You are in green. You have been second on the, on the first sprint. Is also your opinion? For, uh, I don't know. Uh, I tried to, to be the best version of me, you know, and after the crash, it was a long time to come back. Uh, a lot of people put time and effort into this, and uh, I just take it day by day, week by week, and month by month, and here we are a year later, and yeah, I think I can say that I'm on the level I was before. Uh, I was also winning stages in La Vuelta two years ago, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to, to win a stage again this year, and uh, Yeah, I look forward to, to the next days already. To conclude, you have this green jersey. It's a real goal for you? Yeah, of course. Uh, with uh, the points system changed a little bit, it's more favorable for the sprinters. And uh, it's a nice color, you know. And uh, Mark Cavendish showed in the tour that it's possible. So uh, I'm also dreaming a little bit about this. And But we'll take it day by day. And uh, hopefully I can stay in it as long as possible. Yeah, the green jersey on 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 the Dukini quick step. I'm, I'm almost thinking they're pre-making those jerseys uh, because you know we, we ben, said it last Bennett night. had a tour last year, yeah. uh, and then yeah, uh, the victories they have, they're like it, not yeah. just at the Grand Tours. I mean, they are whether you whether you you know we've talked about Patrick Lefevre, who's the, the you know he's the big boss of that mm -hmm. squad and has been for you know forever. And I don't particularly like him. <laughs> I don't like the way he comes across <laughs> and some of the things he says in the press but gee love him or hate him the you team didn't itself are brilliant you didn't mention but they got a world champion as well in there 
Who's that? I know. Certain, Come Alain on, Philippe. Come <laughs> uh, but let's talk about Jakobsen. He's a very popular uh, winner. He's a very popular with the crowd. We, yeah. we can see here there was a fan with a van uh, that just wanted to meet him. You know, this, this is, is cool. But this is cool because this is cycling. Yeah, this is, that's right. This is, this is sort of one of the sort of quirkiness of our sport. And what I mean by that is you say, what's quirky about, you know, fans of, of, of an athlete? But look at them. They've got the bus parked next to the De Koenig team in football. Yeah. That would not happen. The, 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 the door to the hotel entrance would be locked. They wouldn't allow totally. fans in. So we don't know how close this fan is with the team, but he's a fan as well. And look yeah, at him. He gets his cool. photo with him. It's and, cool. And Fio's really yeah. engaging with it as well. You know, that's what's lovely. He's enjoying the moment. You know, it's been a big journey for him back, isn't it? But again, we can see for the team itself, yeah, David Bramati, he's yeah. a, one of the director sportives, former pro himself. So he's, you know, they've all played a big role in this journey. Yeah. And, and, and as Fabio has said already over a number of times, you know, how good the team has been to him to help him through the period. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you think they had a drink after? I reckon they did. I reckon they did. We were there. Everybody, thank you all. This is a special moment for me. Uh, it's been a long way coming back, but uh, I'm happy that you've all supported me. And uh, cheers, and uh, to tomorrow. Yes. points out of that yep Jakobsen <laughs> he's on the reds which is great well, that's great no. he's not no champagne so I like he's classy I like that and is, then, is it classy yes I don't know. totally you oh, celebrate with champagne <laughs> true um can you can you translate zigazaga zigazaga what, what, it's German. I don't, is it, is I don't know. He sounds German. I don't know. And the other thing, I think every team could just get a pre-record because it's the same. What makes you <laughs> think this it. is not a pre-record? Yes, maybe I've, it is. I've got so many in the bank now. Yeah, it's like one of those cheap movies where the, the dubbing's all out. out Correct. Of sync. Correct. <laughs> of course, Jakobsen was not alone in this sprint. Uh, there were other people. We'll talk about Matthews uh, in a minute, but uh, Arnaud Demar. Very interesting Arnaud Demar because uh, I remember Kino and probably you as well, we sort of said... Uh, a couple of days ago, he was nowhere in well, the sprint. He was totally inexistent. Uh, not writing him off, but he was just nowhere. Well, but yesterday, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, he was. No, he was, absolutely. Look, Matty, Matty has been doing a sort of one-minute summary at the yeah. end of each stage. And he threw DeMar under the bus two days ago. And But I tell you what, he pumped him up last night. And for good reason. DeMar yeah. did everything right, I think. I don't think he did anything wrong. Look at this moment here, though with uh, Fabio Jakobsen, you know, congratulating him, just another yep. sort of one, and talking to his teammates. But DeMar was good. He's back, and we can't, we can't think that he's done yep. this season. He hasn't had a great season. He, he's a superstar, and I, I'm pretty confident he'll get a stage win mm -hmm. at some point. Would, would, would that be a key for success for, for this team, for FDJ Groupama, that say they came here pretty much only with the intention to win stages yeah. and would one stage be enough are they looking at several oh, i think at the moment yes yeah. you know get the first one just get the yeah don't even don't think about multiples just okay they've got to get one in the bag they yeah. have to really mm -hmm. um and demars their man to do it and i think them as a team will take plenty away 
So at the minute, the, the sprinting uh, fight is happening between Dukini Quickstep and FDJ Groupama. This is going to be where the and Alpacin. But you got Alpacin Phoenix yeah. as well. And yeah. Philipson, what did you make of him yesterday? Uh, did, he, did he go early? And then just no, sort I think of he got a bit balked. Yeah. I think, I think, and again, we'll get to Matthews in a second. I think he got a slightly balked. I don't. It wasn't as hard a finish as we thought it would be. Yeah. So I don't think we can blame that. I just think he got he got boxed slightly. Um, he probably should have got himself out a little bit sooner rather than later. And in the end, look, it was Demar's teammate who did that final lead out, and Jakobsen. We can't show you the vision because we're showing this um, show everywhere around the world. Um, Jakobsen had to. He just. Picked, he threaded the needle yeah. beautifully. He threaded the needle onto Demar's wheel, and then he was quicker than him. So. Yeah, and then go back, go back and try to see the highlight on SBS on demand because uh, the win is actually beautiful. The mm. way he threw his bike and the photo finish from the top is absolutely gorgeous. The way you see the the, the way actually uh, Jakobsen yeah. won this oh, one. Yeah, so we, we mentioned Michael Matthews. Uh, yep. What did you make of the performance yesterday for Michael? Uh, <sighs> Good. No, it was good. He's, he's, I thought his team did a great job. Luca Mezgets, again, I think was flawless. He did a good job. You've got to remember, he hasn't got a full but sprint train. This is the difference between five guys leading you or one. Yeah. Pretty so much. for one guy, yeah. Mezgets has been brilliant. I think he's been brilliant on both those sprint stages. Michael was good. I think in the commentary at one point, before I you know, gave it to Matty to, to take over the, the final. I said, Matthews has got to go now or Mezgets has to jump now. And they didn't. Okay. And I just think it, it cost Michael just that little bit. Um, you know, he was still fifth though. So it was a good result. Yeah. Let's listen to uh, Michael Matthews. Um, yeah. Like you said, it was messy. Um, it was just all about timing in that, that sprint today. Um, Luca did an awesome job through the final there. Um, positioned me and I chose to go up the right side um, of the road and uh, yeah everyone else went up the left so um, these things can happen in bunch sprints it's a split second decision and you have to take it in the moment and uh, yeah, I chose to go the wrong side today but um, yeah I think the team did a great job Luca did a great job and I tried to finish it off but yeah it was just unlucky to choose the wrong side I think I did like the little uh, sound effect of the moped, European moped going. Did you put that in? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the sound of Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is true. Um, yeah, look, Michael summed it up. He yeah. and he didn't say he jumped too late or anything like that. And you know, you uh, you, you know best when you're in the moment. But I, we're, I'm we're not, not sure. Moment, so. I'm not sure Michael Matthews is feeling great. Really? Why? Why do you say that? Because he said it in the interview I cut. Oh, <laughs> you chopped that bit out. <laughs> I chopped that bit out. But no, I, he said actually that the, the quality of the sound was so bad. Oh, I okay. couldn't play it. But he said, I didn't feel great yesterday and I didn't feel great today. So okay. he's not feeling that great. Well, Kino asked me again in the comms. He said, do you think do you think there's that little bit of fatigue? Not, not because we're thinking it with Michael. We're sort of yep. prepping for the sprint finish. This was before the stage finished. And I said, yeah, look, it's possible. It's you got to remember, he's come off the back of a really hard-fought tour yeah. where he sprinted just about for every single intermediate sprint. True. Yeah. Not every stage finish. So, very different. nervous racing. Very, yeah, very nervous like racing. That, that's, so, he's, I think no matter what, it's it's amazing. And I mean, I'm batting on about it, but Michael hasn't had a... Has he not had a victory this year or not had a World Tour victory? Certainly not at the Tour, as we yeah. know. 
But I'm singing his praises because of his his um, his commitment, his attitude as well, his, and his attitude. Yeah. I just think it's, and I know that that at some point when you pay the big bucks, yeah, attitude means nothing. Wins mean more, mm-hmm. but attitude goes a long way, and eventually, an, a good attitude, if you're good enough, will get you a win. So, so. at what point? That's a question I had, but it's also a question uh, from Julie here. Uh, at what point Luca Mesgek goes for it? Is is when Matthews sort of moves out of the of the Vuelta if he does to prepare for the world? Yeah. Would Metzger then then go for it? Then he gets his opportunity. Yeah, not before. Not before. Good question. Not before. He's not. He's not as. Look, he, he he's a slightly similar type of rider to Michael yeah. in the sprints. He's not a pure sprinter, but he's not as quick and and he hasn't got the X factor that Michael's got. He'll get his chance, Julie. I think if Michael heads home, I yeah. think and I think he will. Um, so I think Luca will, I'd, and I think he deserves a, an opportunity. But they shouldn't give him the opportunity while Michael's still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ren Tarame is still in red. He is, uh, yeah. despite a little he had a little hiccup. The team and him almost had a flawless day. Like the way it went was perfect. They had to ride tempo for the first half. That's that's only normal. That's yeah. natural. The second half, they didn't really have to put anyone on the front, so it was a good day for them until just inside three kilometres to go. And he had a little touchdown at speed, but he was lucky, unlucky, that he was the only one who crashed. Yeah. And But lucky somehow, he didn't seem to do too much damage. Yeah, so let's listen from Rain Tara. I've seen you crashing. How did it happen? And moreover, how are you? Uh... I don't really know how it's happening because uh, it was very, very nervous. Yeah, and one moment in uh, in the right side, one guy he made like that. Yeah, and I was he beat me and I crashed. But uh, I'm alive. <laughs> I don't have uh, many injuries. I'm a little bit burned like that, but I feel okay. It, it looks okay. Yeah. Can you tell us about your first day uh, in the leading jersey in the Grand Tour? Did you see any difference? Yes, it was incredible because my team riding front of the race a very long time and uh, we really enjoyed everybody. We joking all together all day and uh, we really enjoyed it, yeah. It was beautiful. Now that you know how it feels, have you calculated how many days you can keep it? If uh, tomorrow there is no wind, probably it's possible to keep uh, also tomorrow. And after tomorrow is uphill, wind is one kilometer, so there is all about positioning. I think I have legs to hang on, but if I arrive to position myself well uh, for bottom of the climb, this I, I don't know. Uh, but so, yeah, I think two more stages and Alicante stage is a big battle for me, but probably it's too hard. See you again tomorrow then. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So Ryan uh, Tarame here, hoping for no win tonight. We'll talk about this uh, in a second, but a uh, few days in red still for him. He still wants a bit more of that red jersey. And he could get a bit more, you know, he... he... You know, I think there's a day, stage seven or something coming up, stage eight, seven or eight, where we expect him to lose it. Yeah. But he may not. Yeah. He may not. If he, you know, and, and he's, he's director sport, if I think was quoted saying, you know, motivation is everything. Yeah. 
for but Ryan Taramay in terms of keeping this red jersey. Remember Vaucler and his yellow jersey that we thought he was, mm. or Alaphilippe for that matter, we thought he was yeah. going to lose it. But that leader jersey does something special to you. It does. And I think, not that Taramay had jitters yesterday. I mean, he had a little touchdown, but he's 34. He's experienced. Yeah. And, you know, he's now got three Grand Tour stages on his Palmares yeah. and a leader's jersey, no matter how many days he wears it for. So I think he's going to settle into this jersey better. Um, you know, he, barring an incident, a, day, a stage coming up, which we'll get yeah. to shortly, should be pretty straightforward. Yeah. Run of the mill. And, and then I think he'll, you know, and gives him a bit of recovery. Because that stage win hurt him. Remember? Yes, yeah. He's yeah, in the break yeah, all day. Yeah. So that, that takes a couple he, of days he actually to recover worked, from. He worked really hard to get that jersey. Yeah, exactly. Worked really hard. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at the standings uh, where we are now. So Rain Tarami is in the lead. Kenny Ellison is second. Primoz Rogic is third. Uh, and he's uh, only 30 seconds behind. Leon Kamenjad is fourth. Uh, and then I'll let you read. Uh, Egan Bernal has come up from 11th to 9th. Yeah. And Mik Mikel Landa yeah, is Yeah, they're all there. Tenth. Yates they're all is there. there. Yeah. They're, all, they're all, well, most of them are there. Fabio Aru is uh, close. Just outside yeah. of that, but he but he uh, he's only lost a little bit of time, Aru, yeah. so he's looking good as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then the jerseys, uh, this is how they stand today as we are heading to uh, the next stage of uh, the Vuelta. Tarame is in red. We saw Jakobsen is in green. Ellison has got the Polkadot, the French people and Polkadots. This is a, a whole lot level of discussion we should have. <laughs> and uh, Egan Bernal is still in the Young Riders It's jersey. still hard to believe that yeah. he's a Young Rider, Bernal. Um Absolutely. Stage uh, let, five. Let, yeah, let's, before we go to stage five, let's uh, come back to, uh, to the breaking news uh, we had earlier on in this program. Sa Gigante is moving to uh, Movistar. And massive. Massive. And then we hope to talk to Sa Gigante in the next podcast or in this week uh, to talk about this move, which oh, is yeah, a massive move. Dissect it all. Let's talk about the stage tonight. Uh, what can you say about what's coming up tonight? This is the stage. We are going to Albacete. Albacete. It's been here six times previously. They've looks pretty flat. Finish. Yep. If you'd ask me, it looks pretty flat. It's <laughs> pretty dead flat because on the six times, way back, well, uh, Jean-Paul Van Poppel, the yep. great Dutch sprinter who won the green jersey at the Tour de France and multiple stage wins, he won here. 99, Marcel Wust won. Robin McEwen, our very own, was in the mix on that occasion. That was very early on. And Robbie, uh, if you're watching, we know where you are. You just had a surgery on your knee. Uh, so all the best. Yeah, actually, I, think it, the I think it all went well too. Good to hear, Robbie. Yeah. And um, he's keeping himself busy on Facebook, by the way. <laughs> so, and, the good chart, stuff. and the chart about COVID, but that's uh, a yeah. different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's getting bored, which is only natural. Uh, Oscar Frere won in 2000. Robbie Hunter, the South African. Pataki in 03, and Buhani in 2014 was the last okay. winner. So, look, it's going to be a sprint stage. I don't think there'll be crosswinds. It's got it's had crosswinds previously here, but, but so your far intel, we've been disappointed. Yeah, and your intel is telling you no crosswinds. My intel is telling me, well, not enough wind. Yeah. And that's been the case so far, but the temperature is rising well over the 30s, so mid-30s once again. So it's going to be a very hot day, remember. The race is now heading south, yep. so we expect it to get a lot warmer uh, over the next, well, the course of the next week. Uh, so this is going to test the riders once again. Yep. Okay, and it's live for you, and you are uh, calling or commentating on that uh, on that stage with Matthew Kinnan. Yes, ten forty on the tracker. We've got the tracker up. 
reminding you all uh, this year on the Vuelta for the first yep. time. So that's exciting. 10.40 and I believe 11 on Viceland and on demand. We've got you covered. Uh, Absolutely. All it's all here. Actually, you can actually see uh, every stage live on SBS Viceland, SBS On Demand and the Tour Tracker. Uh, any other news? We've got Grace Brown. Yes. You spoke to Grace Brown well, uh, last yes. week. Yes, I did. Uh, but then and some news came about. Yes, so this is this has only just happened. Let's go to it, and there it is. She's in the sling. This is well disappointing to say the least yep. for her. For uh, her, because uh, this is also the end of an era. Because this, she will not race again with a team back exchange. She's moved on teams, yep. and this is a season-ending surgery. Her, that's what she says. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, she only had really two. Well, only. The two big objectives, as we sort of discussed in that interview, Paris-Roubaix was one of them. So I'm going to have to look back, look at yeah. my fantasy tipping yeah. and pick someone else. Thanks, Grace. Um, and I was wearing the Paris-Roubaix t-shirt today. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the world's in Flanders, yeah. which I thought, I mean, she was the big focus was going to be the But TT. it must be, because this is a decision for her to get a surgery. I don't think there was an emergency for her to get the surgery. I think she decided to have the, yeah, the well, surgery. She needed the surgery at some point. And I think it's a case of reading between the lines. It's a ca- Look, the crash, to remind everyone, yep. was way back at the Giro d'Italia. Correct. Um, and then she raced the Olympics. She was fourth in the TT, so she was okay. You know, she could race at obviously the highest level. But she just knew something wasn't right and got it checked out. And I think they said, look, if you don't have this operation, you might have a bit of a bunk shoulder yeah. for the rest of your life, not just your career. Okay. It, and it's obviously as you get and older. She didn't want them. You know on that. You know on that. So I think she's made the smart yeah. move, tough decision. Absolutely. But um, it'll hopefully bring her back bigger and better next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is it for today, I think. This is We're all we have. We've a fair bit. Yeah. Hey, well, done on the, well done on the breaking news. And the news bar, it's back. You've got me. I'm going to have to start thinking now. <laughs> I, I forgot about the news I bar. Know. You have so given. did I. <laughs> I'm actually a little bit annoyed that you brought it back. So anyway. <laughs> anyway, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, and of course, subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. The Vuelta tonight should be an interesting stage with this man and Matthew Kinnan live on SBS Viceland on On Demand and on the Tour Tracker and we'll see you tomorrow same place same time until then it's bye for now before we go a quick word from our sponsors with La Vuelta is all about climbing so why not try Geraint Thomas's athlete workout fun is flying uphill a great pillar of any climbing is muscular endurance and believe me when I say that's what you'll get Testing yourself on training plans alongside world-class cyclists is what makes Zwift so exciting. I can't wait to show my mates the fitness I've been able to build at home. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and I'll see you on there soon. Right on.